Welcome to another episode of Learning All Around. Last episode, we talked about outdoor learning and Alex shared some of his experiences with us. This episode, we'll talk about field trips, how they promote learning, their benefits, and what are common items needed for field trips, and welcome Alex back to the show. Let's jump right in. Marcia Natalie, an acting on-site learning manager for Smithsonian's Air and Space Museum, says field trips give students the opportunity to learn in a natural environment and experience things firsthand through real objects rather than simply reading primary sources. Today, most people learn best by seeing things visually. Carolyn Asante says field trips allow people to touch, feel, and listen to what they're learning about, helps them gain a better understanding of the topic, and build cultural understanding while exposing them to worlds outside their own. A study by Jay Green, Brian Kissida, and Daniel Bowen found that taking students to an art museum improves critical thinking skills, historical empathy, tolerance, and interest in museums. The study was conducted in 2011, and students received an hour-long tour of the museum. In the museum, they viewed and discussed five paintings. The students were able to roam the museum as they pleased, but the majority of them wanted to stick with their group. The discussions were mostly student-directed, with help from the museum educators to encourage deeper discussions rather than simply stating the author and the title of the artwork. The study found that students retained a lot of factual information and that they were able to recall historical and sociological information that was not included in the discussions and was not included in tests. To assess historical empathy, students were given three statements in which they could express their agreement or disagreement. The study found receiving a museum tour increased their tolerance levels. Additional benefits mentioned in Educating Adventures blog include the relationship between the child and caregivers deepened, which can help make the child more motivated and better connected to what they are learning. Field trips help people learn by doing through being outside a classroom and allowing them to see, hear, and feel the real world around them, which can help further spark their interest. When I was in 8th or ninth grade, we read a book called Mouse. It is written by Art Spiegelman, and it recounts the horrific experiences of his father during the Holocaust. During the Holocaust and during the war, an estimated 17 million people were murdered or died. About 6 million of those people were Jews. As a field trip, we went to the Holocaust Museum. It was a really depressing day, and it was a really depressing field trip especially walking through a dark room filled with thousands, if not millions, of shoes. Seeing the shoes of innocent infants and small children was particularly heartbreaking, but going to the Holocaust Museum gave me more cultural understanding and helped me gain more historical empathy. Although the Holocaust Museum depicts the world in a terrifying light, through our teachers taking us to lunch and allowing us to play football in a green space, we are able to mentally restore ourselves and think about the bright future ahead for the world we live in. We now turn to Alex, who will share his field trip experience with us. Thank you, Sarah, for having me on the podcast again. As said before, my name is Alex, and I am a theology and religious studies major with a minor in media and communications here at Catholic. I grew up in California, and the field trip that I am going to discuss is my eighth grade trip to the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception. 
The middle school that I went to was a private school, but it wasn't Catholic or Christian. It was agnostic, meaning they didn't believe in the Christian or Catholic God, but they believed in some sort of a higher power. In my class of 10 kids, we had to raise our own money so we could get to Washington, D.C. And once we met our goal, everyone was very, very excited. Once we got to D.C., we went and saw the normal sightseeing places. We went to Arlington National Cemetery and saw the Tomb of the Known Soldier, as well as the Tomb of John F. Kennedy. And we wandered around and saw the monuments and even stopped in a few of the Smithsonian Museums. The girls liked the National Art Gallery the most, while the boys favored either the National or the Natural History Museum or the Air and Space Museum, since they had all the cool flight simulators. We also stopped by the White House and Ford's Theater as well. After we did just about everything on our list, we started to run out of ideas. So I took the initiative and decided to look up a religious site near where we stayed. The Basilica of the National Shrine of the Immaculate Conception showed up, and I showed it to our tour guide. We packed up the van and went to the shrine, and once we got there, found a tour guide and went inside. She took us through the crypt church and explained the history of the basilica, from when it was built in 1920 to its final completion in 2016, just before we had gotten there. She also showed us the relic of St. John Paul II and other various saints, in the, 20, in the 82 different side altars. We also got to see the tomb of the founder of the basilica, Bishop Thomas Shahan. Now, since the rest of my classmates weren't Catholic or Christian, and we didn't really cover Christianity in our religion classes, nobody, with the exception of me, had a clear understanding of theological concepts like the Eucharist, the crucifix, holy water, and relics. I taught our class about how and why to genuflect when in front of the Blessed Sacrament, which I think taught my peers the valuable lesson of respect when in a church. I also tried my best to explain what the Immaculate Conception was, but with my limited the uh, theological uh, knowledge, I ended up being completely wrong, which was a bit embarrassing. But, you know, besides the embarrassment, uh, when we got to the upper church, Everybody looked stunned at the beauty of the basilica. A few girls pointed to the icon of Christ in the back of the church and asked, Is that what Jesus really looked like? He's really buff, which got a few of us to giggle. The guide ended up taking us to all the side altars and explained why this basilica is so important for Catholics in the United States and all over the world. Once the tour ended, my teacher thanked me for the beautiful experience and a lot of my classmates had a greater appreciation for the Catholic faith, which I was so glad to see. So, Alex, with that experience and that field trip, what do you think was the most beneficial part? I think the most beneficial part of the whole field trip was getting to learn more about the Catholic faith, because since, you know, I said before I had a limited knowledge and my classmates had even less, and they got to learn about my religion, my faith, and seeing the looks on their faces of the awe and shock of the beauty of the Basilica was so great for me to see. That is a beautiful sentiment. If you had to plan a field trip, what type of items do you think you would bring? So if I were going to be planning a field trip, I think some of the things I would bring 
is some snacks, first of all, because I know someone's going to get hungry at one point or another. And I would also bring allergy-friendly snacks for people who, for the kids who have um, uh, sensitivities to different foods. Uh, I would also, of course, bring water because inevitably someone's going to get thirsty along the way. Um, and I would also probably bring some first aid stuff so if someone gets hurt, um, I'll know how to take care of it. I think you're definitely on the right track. Bambini Travel recommends bringing a first aid kit that includes snacks. Of course, being all-inclusive when it comes to the type of food you bring is a great idea. Um, EpiPens, you know, as you said, in case there's something you can't solve without Tylenol, Ibuprofen, or Benadryl. And, of course, water. You never know if it'll be a hot day or if someone will get thirsty. But it also recommends bringing clipboards, paper, pens, and pencils, and a camera if you want to take photos. It's always a great idea to bring name tags so you know everyone who's part of your group. And make sure they're wearing bright colored clothing in case anyone happens to get lost. And then make a list of questions you want them to be able to answer by the end of the trip. And then Elizabeth Keeler, a teacher from South Carolina, recommends bringing emergency contacts. Um, as Alex said, in case there's something that you don't necessarily know how to solve or you need to get in touch with a caregiver, friend, family member, etc., um, make sure to include rest stops so that people can stretch their legs throughout the day or use the restroom. Of course, if you're staying hydrated, you may need a few restroom breaks in between the day. Make sure to use a buddy system, again, in case somebody gets lost or separated from the group. They're not alone and scared trying to find the group. And it makes finding the group even easier because there's two people instead of one. And I think one of the most important recommended items is an itinerary list so that everyone who is involved in the trip is aware of the activities involved that day, the kind of items they need to bring with them, like extra clothes, extra food, etc. And they'll know where to go, where to meet back up, and when to meet back up. And I'd like to add that a field trip doesn't have to be just a school activity. A parent, a friend, a sibling, a grandparent, etc., anyone literally, can take someone on a field trip. Um, some examples can include just going to the park, a zoo, a museum, or even teaching someone how to ride the metro. Um, because anything can be a field trip as long as it helps promote learning. And if you would like any additional information as to what type of items to bring on a field trip, any local areas to go on a field trip, any information on things to include in a field trip, or like sample activities that you can do on a field trip, or sort of questions that help promote students' thinking or just the learners' thinking in general, please feel free to click on the links below. And 
please feel free to check out my Instagram for this podcast on sample items to bring on a trip because I would like you, my listeners, to plan a hypothetical field trip and choose your age and range of where you would like to go. I know that if I had to choose, I would probably pick fourth grade and I would choose to take them to the Capitol or the White House because I think it's important to learn about the legislators in our country, what their roles are, and how they are selected to be our legislators because I think it's important that students and citizens in general are well-informed and are able to do their best to become a well-rounded member of our society. And so I would like you to create a field trip and create the list of things you need. Um, It literally can be anything, any grade, anywhere, any information that you think would be helpful and share your thoughts in the comments with me, share your list, Thank you for tuning in to another great episode. Thank you, Alex, for being here and sharing your experience with us. And if you have any questions or anything you'd like to know more of, please feel free to find more information at the links and feel free to message me. Thank you again, and please tune in for next episode on cultural immersion with our special guest, Michael, who previously did an episode with me on effective teaching strategies and similar to Alex and I he went to private school and he will talk more about his upcoming trip to Italy next semester I hope you found this informative I hope it inspires you to get out more and find more effective and active ways to learn in the community and just overall become a better member of society and discover your passions, your strengths, your weaknesses, and what overall motivates you to get up every day and do your best. One final note, if you have any questions for Alex about his outdoor learning experience or his 8th grade field trip to Washington, D.C., his Instagram will be linked down below. And don't forget that every day is a new learning experience, so be open to new ideas, new experiences, and just keep being the best you that you can be each and every day.